to a very special episode of the Super Weapon Podcast. This is your boy Darius Artist, and I got my DBC with me today. What's going on? Oh man, this is a uh, this isn't gonna be like your normal episode, guys. Hello, hello to all of you in the chat. Um, if you guys are listening to the audio version, we record this every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash Darius the Artist. Man, we got a uh, very special episode today. We're going to be discussing The Last of Us 2. And funny enough that we are exactly a month after release of the game. Um, <laughs> I did. I just realized that just looking at the calendar. It gave everyone a chance to um, play it. Very appropriate timing, man. Um, yeah, so... For those of you who haven't been listening in the last couple of weeks or weren't aware of what we've been planning to do, um, we wanted to do a, a deep dive of sorts, um, talking everything from the story, gameplay environments, you know, hidden secrets, uh, pretty much just talking about the game as a whole. Um, we know this was a very controversial game um, for some people, for a lot of people, actually. Um, and I think it it was just a good time or a good thing to talk about. Um, like I said, it's been it's been about four weeks. Um, so if you guys are listening or watching, this is your last chance to escape, get out of here. I'm gonna give you ten to fifteen seconds. If you don't want to hear anything about the game, if you haven't finished the game, you do not want to be here because we are talking major spoilers. We are holding nothing back at this point. So this is your last chance. I'm going to give you a nice little pause here for 10 seconds, and that's it. All right. Spoilers. You've been warned. You have been warned. And that, yeah, that's your 10 seconds, man. Um, the Last of Us 2, man. <laughs> Let's just jump right into it, man. Uh, what a game. Um what what a game this was probably the most stressful um just this the most stressful experience i've had playing a game for for many reasons um dc do you have any i guess initial just overarching thoughts about your experience playing the game um i'm tired please <laughs> help me um man I mean, you hit the nail on the head with what you what you just said. Uh, I've never been so drained. I don't know why. I try to reflect on a lot of great games that I played that I thought were great, and I can't recall having this this overwhelming uh, experience of being just mentally tired from playing a game and just so indulged in the character and their well-being to the point where you're like man i like i just want this to be over with and i want this person to be happy and just end it like it's just it definitely does a good job of you know pulling you into the atmosphere of the game and the characters and you really have this sense of like you know, worrying, like, okay, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? Right. Is she going to survive all this shit? Is it worth it? You know, it's it's a range of emotions when you play this game, and I think that's a sign of a good game. I agree with that, man. You know, it's, it's something that I've been kind of reflecting on these last couple of weeks, just thinking about, like, just kind of what you were saying, trying to remember the last time a game has had me legit, um, I wouldn't say afraid, but worried in a sense of finishing the game, you know? Um, and if you guys hear a dog barking, I apologize. My neighbor decided it was a good time to get another pet. But um, <laughs> apologies for the, any outside noise you guys may hear during the recording. Um, but, you know, if you just look at how story-based games have kind of evolved over the last... I'll say, like, let's just say, like, last decade or so. Um, it's it's almost to the point where you're getting to that, almost that movie level of storytelling where 
you know, games have always been an interactive media, but to get people to care about the characters they're playing is is something totally different from watching your favorite movie or you know where you you might not know how it might you know might be might not end um and the last game i played that i think i was legitimately afraid to finish because i didn't know how it would end was um mass effect 2 and the reason why i chose that one was because you know, they built the entire story of Mass Effect 2 up on if you didn't do this, this, these certain things, if you didn't prepare well enough, that people were going to die. Characters that you cared about were going to die. And mm-hmm. this game was incredibly brutal in the aspect of, you know, this, this was, in my mind, was a very real portrayal of life. Like, there are no, you know... There are no heroes. No one ever comes out on the other side of revenge and things like this. Unscathed. Right. Um, Which is kind of wanted to highlight the beginning, the opening of the game where they, you know, they showed us Joel saving Ellie from from the hospital, um, from the fireflies. Because for those of you who don't know, um, you know, there was a possibility of a cure being made. And um, Joel being having grown close to Ellie and, you know, becoming her protector of sorts, you know, saved her from that fate and did not tell her why. Um, and, you know, that every everything in the marketing was, was showing their relationship of how, you know, they, they basically, you know, have kind of grown apart over the years. Um, you know, the theme of that, of the end of the first game kept coming into play in my mind. So I figured that, that would play a major part in the story somehow. Um, and it did, in a way. Um, what did you, how did you feel about, I guess, not only the ending of the first game, but how it kind of shaped the story for this one? Um, that's great, because I actually, I was a very late, late bloomer to um, Last of Us Part 1. And I'm glad I just played it. What a month ago? Maybe two months? Two yeah, it was pretty ago? recent. Yeah. Or, no, it couldn't have been two months because this game just came out. You know what? I think you played okay. it. A, I think it was like a couple maybe of months two or after part yeah. two came out. That would be safe to say. So the game is still kind of fresh on my mind. Part one. Um, me personally, I had some thoughts about him at the end and not telling Ellie what happened. Because she was knocked out, unconscious, something like that. Something to that effect. And yeah, she, she was unconscious when he saved her. The yeah. Right, right, right. And she never knew what happened. And so I always, I, I kind of thought that was shady on Joel's behalf to not really tell her. But then come to find out that they've tried things uh, before uh, when they thought they had cures and they failed. So now... Because at first I was like, you know, Joel's a piece of shit for that. Like, he could have <laughs> saved the world. And But now that I got deeper into the lure, there were other uh, times where they thought they had cures and it, and it failed. So I feel like maybe you know, you're not gonna maybe she wouldn't life. have been the cure. Yeah. 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 You would have just threw her life away for nothing. And he grew that. He grew close to her. Basically, I think what. Ellie was to um, Joel she filled in that void of the daughter he lost because his daughter yeah. was killed in part one his daughter was killed by she got shot by military forces yeah she got shot by a guy and they were trying to escape ago. yeah it, it's very man that game like if you haven't played the game play part one and two because it's very intense so yeah, with man. that being said uh, with that being said, I just kind of changed my mind a little bit about Joe because I'm like I'm I wouldn't risk uh, uh, doing that to someone I love, and it, it was only like a low percent chance that they would actually find a cure. Really, but I feel like he should have been honest with her about the whole thing. He should have told her straight up what was going on. That's interesting. Now, you say that, man. I'm I'm kind of you know I'm kind of on the fence about that. Um, and it's interesting that this game changed your opinion of the ending of the first game because when we I remember when we talked about when you first finished uh the first game how you were just anti Joel you 
Oh yeah, I you know. Joel. I was like, Yo, yeah, he was not a Joel right? sympathizer whatsoever. Um, and I'm, you know, and to say that I'm, I'm kind of of the same mindset. Um, and for me, this game draws a lot of parallels to things like Walking Dead. Um, not in the fact that, oh, definitely. yeah, you know, not necessarily in the fact that you have, you know, zombies or an undead type enemy. But the interesting thing to me about Walking Dead was always the the relationships humans. between humans and not necessarily just killing the undead. Um, and Joel, to me, is a darker version of, um, I forget the Rick? main character, Rick. Yes, excuse me, thank you. He's a darker version of Rick. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting to me when, because when people found out that, you know, Joel ends up being, you know, he in, he's the one that ends up being killed in this game, which is what caused most, if not all, the controversy and hate of the game in my opinion um i never really looked at him as a sympathetic character you know based just based off of knowing the type of person he was or you know him speaking on uh multiple times in the first game that you know he did unsavory things that he was a different kind of person and you even get that uh from the beginning of the first game where He's just kind of like, I'm doing whatever I need to do to survive, right? And I um, think that's the mentality of everyone during these kind of events, which makes it like the lines are very blurred because everyone thinks that they're doing right. Right. That's what makes things so tough in these scenarios because it's like, I'm doing what I got to do to survive. But at the same time, it's like, you know, people like, oh, they think their way is right. So yeah, especially in in a time like this where life is fleeting and you could wake up one day and not make it back to the settlement. That could be it for you, you know, like you never know when your your time is up or, you, you know, your clock is going to get punched in a sense. And I was when I first saw that scene um, and, you know, this is kind of when they introduced Abby in the beginning of the game and. You, well, you know, before you knew who her and Owen was, you know, but it was kind of uh, assumed. Yeah, it was kind of assumed that they were looking for Joel because they said they were looking for someone from Jackson. Um, and right. Who's more interesting than, of course, the guy you played in the first game? Um, and it was, it was, you know, I figured it was something in relation to not necessarily the fireflies but if you remember in the first game when him and ellie got ambushed after they got that car she asked him had he done stuff like that before and he was like yeah i've been on both sides you know i've ambushed people and been ambushed you know so i thought it was mm -hmm. a group of people that showed up or you know that they wanted revenge for something he did which was the which was the case but i didn't think it was directly linked to the fireflies the way it was um but yeah, so you have Abby who shows up after Joel and his brother saves him. And yeah, they not only did she kill Joel, but she tortured him, um, which was... <laughs> I mean, that, if blowing his leg off with a shotgun wasn't enough, Abby, right? like you could have just let him bleed out after that. But yeah. yeah. Like she tortured, basically tortured him and beat him she within an inch of his life. His face yeah. I'm not going to lie, that scene was incredibly hard to watch. Um, it, this game, if anything, really shows you the brutal nature of humans and what people are capable of when... When you don't have laws. I think, like, when you're just living in a land of the lawless, you notice how everyone just... They kill without thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's and that, and, and for me... Like, if you're living in these times, like... You know, you living in these apocalyptic times where anything can get you killed. I think that's what weighs on you as you're playing the game. It's just like, I can literally die from anything. And the zombies is the least of your problems. At that point, yeah. And, and it, you know, for me, it kind of shows what people who are drunk on that feeling of revenge will do. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in today's world, you know, you... You know, imagine if someone you cared deeply about got hurt or, you know, God forbid, was killed or something. You would think the first thing you're thinking is I'm going to, you know, I want to get revenge on a person who wronged my loved ones. And mm -hmm. 
you know, even even with the directors talking about the game, they were saying, uh, you know, the first game was about love and this one was about hate, um, which I thought was a very interesting contrast. I don't necessarily think that that was telling the whole truth of the game because of how it ended. But, you know, you had these moments in the game where Ellie was kind of losing herself to her drive for revenge, that she was willing to do anything, even... Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know if we want to jump all the way there yet, but she made some decisions that were very questionable because I'm like, you have this life now, and for her to just walk away from it for revenge is, like, crazy. I mean, even even throughout the entire game, you know, she, she made decisions I don't feel like she would have otherwise. Um... Just when the, even even down to the point when um, after you find out that Jesse comes back, uh, comes to Seattle looking for you and Dina, and you guys split up because she was like, hey, I'm going this way because this person I'm looking for might be here. But, you know, she could have went to save Joel's brother. Um, you know, it's just that kind of, you know, you, you, you become very selfish in your rage and your your anger, you know, like it—it it was almost for her. It was like, by any means necessary, I have to go and I have to find this person, you know. And that that could hurt that too. You know, that's very dangerous. Point when when she found out Dina was pregnant, like it was all these pushing points. Like when you found out Dina was pregnant, the smart move would have went be take her back to Jackson. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because she was she, she was, was very like, sick for a while. Yeah. She was just like, you know, you could you could thug it out. You know, you would be all right. We're just going to put you in this movie theater, and I'm just going to go about my way. It was no, like, consideration for her feelings. You no. know what I'm saying? And it, it, it was, was like, Ellie was like, I just, I got to finish the mission. Like, right. And, you know, it was just even, like I said, from the beginning of the game, you know, where it's established that Joel and Ellie aren't speaking for some unknown reason. It was... Once again, you can kind of assume some of this stuff, you know, and I and I assumed some some things that she just like that she found out about him lying, you know, and that was another big moment in the game where Ellie, in a way, almost kind of blamed herself for everything, you know. She kind of felt it, it seemed to me worthless, like she shouldn't be alive, you know. Um, and it's I understand why she was upset at Joel, but. At the same time, you know, for me, it's you look at someone like your kid, someone who you who you love that you've come to know and grow, grow with, essentially. You know, you can't say no one can say that they wouldn't do the same if they were in Joel's shoes. Um, But, you know, it it was just it was a curious thing watching just how she had changed from the, the first game to the second game. Um, because revenge makes you sloppy. Revenge makes you, it blinds you. You're not thinking clear. Anger blinds you. You're not you. thinking clear at all. Yeah, you know, and that's why I thought it was interesting when the the story flipped and it actually had you playing as Abby. Um, <laughs> now, Which what I do you, what do you feel about Abby's character as a whole after you know Abby playing the, the game? Of all time. <laughs> yep. You're an, are you championing Abby right now? I am championing this whole <laughs> look. See, because they tried to paint Abby out as the villain, and I'm gonna give you my theory here. Abby, bro, Abby wasn't even the villain. It got to the point where I started hating Ellie more than anything. <laughs> she pushed me to liking Abby. Really? Because yeah, it was. If you really think about it and break this down. Okay, Abby killed Joel, but Joel, now, Joel smoked her father, right? Very true. So, Abby, that's the revenge. Abby is the continuous cycle of revenge. Because Joel killed Abby's father. And Abby just wanted revenge on Joel. She kills Joel. Now, Ellie is like, I gotta get revenge for Joel. And it was just like... Yeah, it's a it's a sad cycle once you get into it, man. And, and honestly, let them go though. A- Abby had her chance to pretty much kill Ellie. That is a very good point. She did not and uh, she, kill Ellie. She was gonna kill Dina too. She was gonna kill Dina. 
because Ellie killed all of her friends. It was just like yeah. they were killing each other's friends back and forth. You know, honestly, what's what kind of uh, I trying to I kind of drew the comparison to um, the cycle of revenge that are in impoverished communities um, in in the world today. You know, where you right. have incidents of, of gang violence where people are like, well, you killed my loved ones. I'm going to kill yours. You know, it's just you, you have to really like look at it and be like, when is enough enough? You know, and I think that's and why I this think that's game. That's what the game was about, right? Exactly. You, you were just about to say the same thing. I was, yeah. I think this game was really about trying to show you not to lose yourself in those extreme moments. You know, honestly, after playing the game, I kind of look at Abby as an anti-hero. I wouldn't necessarily say she was the protagonist or the secret protagonist, but um, and the reason I, you know, say anti-heroes because they're, in my opinion, no one is exactly right in anything in this game like no one is 100 justified qualities, she does and which is yeah, why i said I mean, that you know because she ended up you know you come to the she point in the game trying to do the right thing yeah Throughout in the a game she was in a way trying to do what was right i mean she tried to help out the scars the um i got it in my notes i can't remember their name the lev and um i forget lev's sister's name but um yeah it was lev and his sister I'm gonna throw an even deeper. I'm gonna throw an even deeper thing out there about that. I think she was helping the Star Kids probably to try to atone for what she did to Joel. I think so, I don't man. Even think she was built like that. Like, Honestly, I I, if it wasn't for him. Owen, if it if it mm -hmm. wasn't for him trying to push her to leave and to change her ways, I don't think she would have. Um, because every time that someone talked to her about you know, what happened in Jackson, she just kind of like very standoffish, kind of brushed them off. You know, it it didn't seem to me that she was willing to leave or believe that there were fireflies still out there. You know, Owen to me was the beacon of the the beacon of hope in this game for her. It was her he was her moral compass in a way. That you she know. kept trying to push away. Yeah. You know, and that was kinda illustrated by the, the flashbacks that she had on at the aquarium, you know, really showing how their relationship grew and how it developed over the years from them being kids to adults. Um But you think do you think she was hardened by the fact that her father was killed? Oh, I do a hundred percent. You know, I think she was Ellie before Joel died. I mean, she was Ellie after Joel died, you know, just hell-bent on revenge no matter what um and i you know and it, it was just an interesting because i kind of look at her like a mirror of joel and ellie from the first game like her and lev or joel yeah. and ellie from the first game to me um you know you have a character who's done some things in his past just like she has but she might be trying to atone by saving this person that she found you know this person that she knows will probably for all intents and purposes, probably die on their own out in the, in the wild, you know, being the younger kid, you know, your chances of survival are probably a lot more slim, you know? Um, right. But, you know, all, all in that to say, you know, I personally did not uh, hate the story. Um, the one criticism I do have is I believe that the pacing of the story was a little long. It was a little weird, and the pacing was a little a little long. Toward the uh, end, it got a little long-winded. Yeah. That, that was my problem with the story. Like, I was with everything else, but then it was just like, I would want to say the, like, the last act when they got to, what was it, Santa Monica Beach? Yeah, Santa Clara, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. Santa Clara, whatever they were calling it in the game. Yeah, that, to me, I was just like, Okay, guys, um, are we done yet? We yeah, done there was yet? A, there was a point where I legit thought I was at the end, and the game just kept going. I was like, oh, okay, I guess there's another five or ten hours. <laughs> right. I was like, man, okay, like, uh, yeah, man. Um, and then for it to end the way that it ended, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Where do you think she tight. went? Where do you think she went? Uh, Ellie. Yeah. Where do you think she was walking Ellie, to? Well, we've had discussions about this, and everyone in the forums and everywhere I discuss this game, everyone says back to Jackson, and me personally, I don't think so. You don't think she? I don't went, think you she think went, she went after Jackson. Abby. 
No, definitely that Abby that Abby thing is over because you had your chance. Yeah. If she actually went back, like if there's a part three and she decides to go back after Abby, I'm done. You ruined the game. I'm like she really. I'm gonna no, go on record, like, man, and I and say I hope they're done with the Last of Us series. I hope we don't get any. I mean, if they do, I'll say this make much. A new IP. Just if they, yeah, I hope they may. Ultimately, I hope they go on to do something new, which is what I'm sure they're going to. But if they revisit the world of The Last of Us, I want it to be something completely separate from Joel and Ellie's story. Like, if y'all want to do a group, a different group of survivors, whatever. But yeah. I don't want a direct continuation of this story. I think it's good where it's at, you know, where the people loved it, it or hated it. Where it needed, where it needed to end, and don't like. I promise you, I swear to God, there's if they if if there's anything but Abby and Ellie, I'm screaming. Like, no. <laughs> I don't think so, don't man. Want... Just just based off of public opinion no, of the Abby game, sequel. you know. I'll take an Abby sequel. I I don't know. I I would be okay if that if I never I'm pro Abby, saw him so again. I'm a, don't listen to me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so all in all, I think you know I wanted to at least start by discussing the the story because once again, that was the biggest talking point of the game. Um, it kind of overshadowed everything, no matter where you looked about it. Um, yeah, there were no zombie giraffes, unfortunately, in the game, Tina. <laughs> Sorry. That's one thing that, uh, well, I'm not going to jump ahead. I'll, I'll let you lead the way. Because there is something I have to say about, as far as, like, uh, the, the, the zombies in the game. Oh, yeah, that, that's going to like, fold into the gameplay section. The gameplay and the environment, actually. Um, which we can just go ahead and move into. Um, so, this is this is probably for me the the most impressive part of the game, if you will, was just the the progression of everything. And this is something I always applaud Naughty Dog for is, you know, they they always take care and attention to detail, even to the smallest things. They you know, the average person may may not pay attention to but it kind of enhances the experience as a whole um like for instance like as far as like the combat and the stealth like this is probably one of my favorite stealth games um i've ever played just the amount of options and variations you have in a particular environment when you're like there's a, a patrol of enemies you know the game gives you multiple ways to go multiple options you know it encourages using your tools and all of your equipment, your entire tool set to dispatch people, not just all of this, by the way. Yeah, you said, yeah, man. You're like speaking it, very well because it was like everything that I was going to say. Literally, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was, it was excellent, man. Like it was refined to a point of, of, I think this was their most. Uh, at least, you know, from the games I've played from Naughty Dog, this was the most gameplay, this was the most impressive one I've played as far as gameplay is concerned. Um, like, even even the combat, you know, it felt real in the way that, you know, fights are very sloppy and unchoreographed. Like, you, you're, you're just swinging wildly at times to stab people, to dodge, to... You know, you're jumping over stuff, you're diving into the tall grass trying to hide. Like, there was never... You never feel safe. There's one little thing I can say, though. There's one little, little small negative, if you will. Sure. There were parts that I felt in the gameplay that was easy to kind of exploit. There were some real cheese parts where um, you hmm. can kill someone. And then if you, like, for instance, it was one instance where I was in this house behind a couch. Okay. And I killed one guy on the side of the couch. Like, I was behind the couch. He came up to the couch. They gave me the option to, you know, stab him, stealth kill him. And right. And they couldn't see me, so his body was right there when I killed him. Then when someone walked past the door, they like, you know, they do that little animation. Like, oh, no, they got <laughs> They'd be like, huh? So, right. So person, yeah, <laughs> they killed Thomas. So that person would come over there to look at the body. Then I'll grab him and kill him. And then someone else, I did that like six times so <laughs> a little small critique would be 
Well, the AI was pretty, like, on point, except for that one little part. I thought it was just funny because I did that, like, three times. You know, that's always a thing in games, though. Like, I've noticed, like, you would <laughs> – you'll have them come over and investigate the body, and they'll just basically stop moving for long enough for you to grab them. Um, right. That's interesting. I actually didn't think about that. Um, Man, I could show you all <laughs> videos where that's I funny. the hell out of that, bro. I, like, I did it so many times. But besides that, like, the AI was actually good, though. They just probably needed just, like... Yeah, when it comes like, to them, like, communicating bit. and enemies were actually, like, oh, learning to flank and stuff. Just like the whistling yeah. from the, um, what, what was the name of the group? Oh, goodness. The Scars. That's what it is. Um, Not very technical. I, I, like, I like how they added another... Because in the first game, there were basically only two groups of enemies. It was the clickers and then the, um, the the hunters or, yeah, whatever the military guys were that you based. It was basically the same group, you know, minus a random group of scavengers. You know, they actually gave, like, an identity to these different groups. You know, the Washington Libera Liberation Front, WLF for short. Yeah. Um, their their gameplay fighting them was incredibly different from uh, scars to clickers. You know, I actually do. You feel like you had an easier time stealthing around the scars or versus the no, WLF? Hell no. Because I did. The, I felt like it was easier to to kill them. Nerve. Really? Which one? Which ones? For me, Same for TV? me, it was easier for me to. Uh, stealth killed scars versus the WLF. I don't know why. Um, I just wow, I think it was so the different. damn dogs. To be honest, man, I did <laughs> the dogs in yeah, that game. Yeah, bro. those. No, I was like, look, those dogs was catching all kind of arrows. You hear me? All <laughs> <laughs> I was not playing with those dogs. As soon as I saw somebody with a dog, I would shoot them with an arrow and run off into a bush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I, you know, I really enjoyed about the game was just the amount of variation in the combat. Um, even like everything yeah, to me just goes hand to hand, even down to the environment where, you know, the game encourages exploration by giving you these wide open spaces. And it's just like, here's a map, here are these important points, go. I'm not telling you which one to go to first, go. And I always love stuff like that, man. Like I'm, I'm really big in open world games. I love just, just give me a sandbox, if you will, to play in. And I felt like this game had incredibly rewarding um, exploration. Um, even when you go, when you first get into Seattle, where you have all those tall buildings to explore, you know, there was one that had, I think it was like a one story down where you would go, and then there was a bunch of clickers in there. Um, and if you, you know, actually fart your way through the building, I forget you actually get something pretty cool. I think it was like a training manual or something, which opens up more skills, you know. And that's stuff that mm -hmm. the average person will just, you know, not saying that you need that stuff to complete the game, but, it, you know, obviously it makes it easier. But more that's something that somebody could completely miss. You know, like there are weapons. There's, there's all kind of hidden stories. I love finding, like, the little apocalypse notes like i love that so much man that was that was probably one of my Speaking favorite things. Of stories but i i actually did i think i didn't miss a manual because i just skipped over this part because i legitimately did not know what to do um i don't know if you remember this part but there was an auto shop where you actually open the door and it's like six zombies inside Yes, yes, yes. Door, it's like the little small garage. It's a, yes. It's a, um, yes. Um, dumpster out there. And I try to put the dumpster in front of the door. <laughs> and I try to do all these cheap little cheesy tricks. And yeah. nothing was working. And so I just skipped it. And yeah, there was, out, a, there was a manual like a in there. Or a holster. Yeah. And it was something <laughs> in there that I needed. And I ended up skipping it all together. I think it was a second holster. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. What I did was, because the first time I opened that door, <laughs> and this is one thing I want to say. Man. <laughs> this is one thing that I will say the game uh, made very, very apparent early on was that you cannot just 
fisticuff your way through any enemy like you could the first game. <laughs> oh, no. Like, the first game, no, you could sir. stun lock enemies pretty much by just running up on them and, and jo- I guess, go- Joel punches harder than Ellie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they you can't just melee your way through enemies because they, they'll dodge, they'll push you back, you know, and, and clickers overwhelm you very quickly in this and game. And clickers will... If you got a knife, I learned the hard way. That's not gonna work. <laughs> no, it's not enough, bro. Like, like the first game, knives were so much different. But what I did was, the, yeah, the first time I opened the door, I died. Yeah, hundred percent died. I <laughs> I tried to punch yeah. my way out of there, and it was over, bro. It was nothing I could do. Oh, but I, I think I ended it up opening the door, and I threw a Molotov in as soon as I opened it. That's what I did. Cause I I was I lucky enough I lucked up and found one or something, um, but yeah that was a um, yeah see stuff like that what you were saying it's like you know where you decided to move on and you have you know one you know I decided to stay back it's it's very interesting and I that that was one of the my favorite parts of the game like I would spend so I spent more time exploring I think than I did actually just going through the story or just you know wanting to get to the next part you know that was my favorite part of the game was but you know what make you do that well my opinion of what makes you want to explore um once again i i'm just so obsessed with design like the way that that game is designed it make you want to explore like it just looks very good like all the greenery and the the way like the city was just like overran by plant the like plant life like, it was it, really it was amazing like, man jeez louise yeah that that's up there with division division two and as far as like i love like apocalyptic type backgrounds if that yeah. sounds really dark like what would the city look like if just we wasn't here for 20 to 30 years yeah, man, that, I, I thought that was awesome, too, um, and I agree with you on that, because there were so many, like, small nooks and crannies that you can explore. Um, you know, and one of my favorite things, too, was the inventory system, um, and the reason I say that is because it kind of felt clumsy in the same way that, uh, you know, the fighting did, because, you know, you Ellie physically had to take her bag off to actually you know, for you to do stuff and stuff. I, I thought, it's just like the little stuff, man, that it really impressed me. Yeah, um, instead of that, just click it and you're a heel type deal. Yeah, like, you know, you, you know if you get shot with an arrow, you know, you have to pull it out or pull it's going to keep dan- damaging you. You can't move as well when you're hurt. Um, you know, I and I, I just really, really loved, uh, you know, I feel like everything in this game tied together so well. Um I even like how they had Abby's kit was different from Ellie's. The only thing I will say that I did not like about playing as Abby was that you had to always make new shivs. I mean, come on, man. She came from, like, a military compound. They don't got a couple of combat knives laying around, you know? Like, why am yeah, I having I to piece together of... a shiv for her, but Ellie has a, you hey, know, let's be honest. a pocket knife. You think knife. they made it? Did you? Do you think they made creating the shivs like that because they are so needed? Like those shivs saved my ass so many times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Like it Ooh, was. It was almost to the point where endless shiv. Yeah. <laughs> there was. I mean, it was to the point in the game where I was ranking like stuff to be made in order. Like if I didn't have a shiv. Like, that was always the first thing I made when I had enough material. You know, it was always that. Yep. <laughs> med kits. <laughs> um, you know, ammo and stuff. Like, I, I've i heard other people talk about, you know, the ammo shortage in the game and how they feel like there wasn't enough. Honestly, for me, it wasn't a big deal because I figured out very early on in the game that you have to use everything at your disposal to succeed. You know, it's... I mean, once again, it it ties everything together, right? Like you're in a you're in the apocalypse. There's not going to be a lot of of There's bullets. There's not a gun store in the apocalypse, right? There's not going to be a lot of. You're not going to always have everything you need to get out of a situation. So you have to adapt as best you can, you know. Um, which is, you know, I I love that. Um, <laughs> and I want to touch on the clickers because we haven't talked much about them yet. Um, <laughs> I wanted another variation, maybe two more 
variations of uh, maybe the zombies? Ah, uh, you know, I'm I'm okay that they didn't. It would have felt kind of hokey to me, you know, because then, I mean, it was it was cool that they had the what were they called shamblers i believe the big guys that released the glass the the gas yeah the shamblers um i was fine with that because if they would have just kept introducing like you know multiple new i'd have been like man that's kind of you know in five years we had this many new infected show up kind of stuff i don't know you know the game to me was very grounded and that kind of would have broke would have broke the immersion for me i would have been like wait a minute because oh, I think they you didn't know. make a lot because they didn't. Honestly, I think they didn't make a lot of zombies because it wasn't about the zombies. Would I agree with you, man. Say it was more or less about humans rather than the yeah. infected. I, I will say the there were more horror elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like someone said that in the forum. It was like, well, you know, it's not really about the zombies. So I guess they they didn't feel the need to, um, you know, add more zombies. But what they did do was it, it, it worked, and there is just one part of the game that I absolutely freaking hate. And you know what I'm about to say. That damn building. Oh, the hotel building? That hotel <laughs> oh, building. gosh. Man, oh. That, was, that part of the game was so stressful for me. Like, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. If you haven't played this game, play it. It's, man, that part pissed me off. This game definitely had more horror, like those more of those uh, horror segments than the first one, because you know the first game, you had that one hotel you were in the bottom of with Joel, but this one had multiple areas like that in the game. Um, it with... just get funky. You could just tell something <laughs> bad's gonna happen. Yeah. First the spores come, then it starts just looking nasty. And oh, you know what man. kept killing me in that hotel that kept freaking me out was when them stalkers kept popping off the wall. Oh, my gosh, bro. Those were probably my most I hated enemies. Every time I the wall, I ended up shooting it, shooting it just in case. <laughs> what, let me explain to the audience who's listening. If you haven't played the game and you're just here kicking it with us because y'all don't care about spoilers, let's just say it's this moldy crusty crustacean glowing on the wall with veins and it looks very weird if you play at least part one you kind of know what we're talking about but inside of this crustacean is what we what they call is the stalkers i believe yeah that's what they're called they're yeah fast they jump out they swing at you and they run away like a little child very very game. nimble very quiet enemies Man, so you can't use the I'm hearing mode to find them from yeah hell? Jump scares from hell. Like every time I jumped, I'm not gonna lie to you. Every time that sh- that shit made me jump. Yeah, I I noticed like the game puts you in a lot of claustrophobic settings with stalkers. I mean, not, not stalkers, but uh, just the infected in general. Um, and I like how they they mixed in different groups. So you had a couple of stalkers, a couple of the runners, and then like a shambler or two, just like you know walking around. Um, one thing I wish they would have did more was like mix in fights in between uh, the infected and other groups of humans. Yeah. Like that only happened once it. or twice to my knowledge in the game, yeah, and I thought that was that was excellent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was so fun to do that because it's like they're like, "Hey, she's over here." Like, Man, why are they talking so loud? And then all of a sudden, infected like. Oh, we hear you. They hear you see them running, and all you hear is people screaming, like yeah, the man. subway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With with all the red smoke and stuff, man. Yeah, it was awesome, man. I wish we would have had more moments like that. Um, or when you unchain the zombies, that was fun. Oh yeah, that was that was very very good, man. It's just you know, like I said, man, it was so much, so much attention to detail in the game, and so many different things that they did. We needed right. more of that, though. Yeah, I wish we'd they 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 gave us the, snacks of that. I wish we would have got more of that personally. So how do you feel about? Let me ask you something. How do you feel about? Because they say they're not going to do any DLC, but do you think there would be a need for a DLC for maybe the the factions in the game? Because I I personally thought I wanted to know more because I, I'm really one thing that I am disappointed in in the game still a great game but I, I i just wanted more from this aspect i was disappointed in isaac man it seemed like it was such yeah, a big build up i agree with that to go out the way he went that's you know and that's one thing i can't say um 
And I think that they, they mentioned that they were going to do a multiplayer mode like they had for the first game. Um, they haven't mm-hmm. – I don't think they put out any sort of ETA on when it might release it or anything. anything. But, you know, one thing that could be cool is you could, you know, maybe have more story or more lore that you find out by playing those yeah, different factions in multiplayer. Way. That would be interesting. Um, but I kind of agree with that. Like <laughs> – and I think this is why people had the issues they had with Joel dying how he did because, you know, I've heard people say, you know, it's not so much that he died, it's how he died. You know, he basically was treated as a, in my opinion, Joel was essentially a support character to Ellie's story in this game, you know? Like, you didn't really have that last moment of reconciliation with them, with between the two of them, Um and it was kind of the same with Isaac. Like, he died. Like, you know, he was just one minute he was there, the next he was gone. I mean. Like, he was like a second, like, stream character. Man, Isaac. Yeah. Man, I just wanted to know more because his character was, like, so menacing. Like, even through the notes that you yeah, find. Yeah, very true. Very true. It was just like, Isaac this and Isaac oh. And then, you know, you finally see this guy and he's, like, in this room torturing someone. And he's just like, oh, well, make sure he don't fall. Like, he just seemed like a very interesting evil character. And yeah, I mean, sudden, if you think about it, we never saw – I mean, granted, she was dead, but the leader of the Scars, um, we only heard about her through, you know, s- story notes or people talking but about she her. She died from Isaac, right? Yeah, Isaac – so, like, basically what I gather anyway is that Isaac attacked her when they were having a peace treaty like he – broke the treaty essentially that started the war between them um i would have yeah i would have loved to get some more backstory on isaac i kind of felt like he was just a plot device to push abby forward through the story in a way um yeah and that was messed up man because i felt like you really had a good character there even with the uh scars leader like if you did some kind of side dlc like scars origin or something like because she was just weird and mysterious like you know, I would love to see them do, because they're doing the HBO show for The Last of Us. I would love to see some sort of expansion on if if they do that, right? I, I'm i okay on the, the story DLC. I, I don't need it. I don't feel like I missed anything in the game. But if they were to do, like, a comic or, you know, some sort of background story, I'd be all for that, man. I agree with that. Um, you know, that's that's not necessarily a bad thing, but... I honestly feel like we're not getting as much story DLC anymore um, in general. Um, It seems that way, right? Yeah, like Red Dead. Red Dead 2, you didn't get story DLC. This game, you didn't. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that came out recently um, that you didn't really have. And and honestly, I'm okay with it, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm cool with them shipping the complete story in one box, you know, just in, in that initial product, you know, just give us the bulk of what's going on. Um, but I feel like a couple of characters were under underutilized through the story. Uh, one of those, in my mind, was Jesse, or the cool version of Glenn from Walking Dead, as I like to call him. Oh, <laughs> man, he was the cool version of Glenn. He was a cool Glenn. You know, Glenn from Walking Dead was kind of nerdy, a little awkward, but, you know, Jesse was like... <laughs> What's up, man? You know he he was real he was real cool. What's going on, Dina? How you doing? You know he was one of those. You know, you got my child. You know, right? Pregnant with my child. And you know, and as soon as he walks through the door, bam, he's dead just like that, man. Like I, I was not expecting that at all. Like I was so that was probably one of the most shocking deaths in the game to me was how he was. I mean, oh, here I today, screamed. gone I tomorrow, man. I did too. Oh man, and I thought she killed um, uh, Joel's brother too, man. I thought he had when she yeah, when she shot him. I thought he was dead. dead. He got nicked in the ear. Like, what, what, I guess what? it must have grazed the size of his head. The side of his head. I don't know, man. Um, but you know, yeah, just just from that, I think. You know, this game was and will continue to divide people's opinions. And I'm actually all for it. I'm glad that 
Naughty Dog stuck to their guns and released and told the story that they wanted to tell. Um, you know, we don't always get the res our characters, the characters that people love don't don't always get the re resolution that you want. They don't always get the fair shake it, you know, the fair shake at the end that you want. And I'm actually okay with that, man. I mean, no, it's not ideal. No, you know, it wasn't fair, but this game, once again, is basically showing you that life is not fair. No matter what happens in the world, things will not play out the way you want them to, no matter how hard you wish for it, you know? Like, I'm sure in another universe this game released and Joel wasn't the one who got killed. It was maybe Dina or whoever, you know, people thought, would, you know, would die. But, you know, Joel wasn't a good person. <laughs> like, you can't, you know, he did some really dark things, you know, just and to survive. And he paid for it. And he I paid think, for like, it. Yeah. I think karma in these apocalyptic worlds is very wild. You know, like, you just don't know what you're going to get. Like, it's just the land of the lawless. As easy as you can kill someone, you can be killed. Yeah. And I honestly, you know, and this is why I keep drawing the Walking Dead comparison. Because when people first found out that Glenn died, the outrage was was uh, similar, if I remember correct. It was it was pretty much the same. It's like, how could you how could you do this to Glenn? How could you kill this character? You know, this this isn't right. You know, and they wanted to show you that, yeah, things won't always go the way you want them to. They're, yeah, it's the you expect them like, to. Everything doesn't go according to plan, and it was man, it. This is just even just grazing the surface level of this game. If you play part one and two, like if if you could play both of them back to back, I think that will. I would a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would make for a very great gaming experience. And it's just, it's so much to take in because, I mean, even with Abby, I just feel like her character was very, it wasn't like surface level. She, when you get to the psyche of these characters, it's very complex. Because you gotta, don't look at it as just a video game. Because the no. whole time I was playing, I felt like, what would I do, me personally? Right. What would I do if I was in an apocalypse? This happened to my father figure, or if this happened to my best friend. Like, you know, if you're living in a lawless land, like it's real easy to say I'm gonna go uh, on a revenge killing spree. Like, I'm gonna, and they both suffered these dramatic effects from killing. It wasn't like they were just killing with no conscience. There was a point in the game yeah. where Ellie were, was having panic attacks. Yeah, she, she was she was actually someone. starting to like, get kind of mentally fragmented from from all the stuff and, she was doing, but she was still pushing thing. forward, bro. Like, yeah, I agree with that. Like 100%. at the end, where you know, the end of the game essentially it comes down to Ellie save. The person she was supposed to kill she actually ends up saving abby at the end of the game which i thought was one hell of a twist because all, you spent a majority of the game looking for her trying to right. kill her only to save her at the end and she had this 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 breakdown to where she started having all these flashbacks of joel and it's just like is yeah. this what joel would have wanted and because if you listen abby, to the abby, song like, that, that he's go. playing it's it's kind of I forget what the exact lyrics were, but it was essentially talking about losing yourself. And I think that she, in having those flashbacks of jo about Joel, because she was having them throughout the game, um, even down yeah. to that nightmare she had. You know, I don't. I feel like in a way, Ellie didn't feel like she knew who she was without Joel. You know, like you had a guy who essentially raises you for the last five years when you didn't necessarily have a a uh, not only a father figure, but a parent figure in your life, you know. Um, right. And she grew up in, what, a, a quarantine zone. She, she basically grew up in a quarantine zone, and I forget her, I forget the leader of the Fireflies' name, but she was uh, in charge of caring for her. Uh, but she, you know, I never got the sense, I never felt like that she, character she was, was a mother, you know. Like, I never felt like that to her, you know, but. 
she was too busy with the fly, uh, the fireflies, like right. trying to take over these these outposts and fight against the the military oppression. And um, there's actually comics that actually uh, covers all that. There's right. comics that kind of show before uh, part one of the game to where Ellie was just kind of. Even though she was under her watch, she just was kind of out there. Like, she was just a kid lost in the world, lost in this chaotic world. And it all affects her up to part two because you, you, what's so heavy about the game is you see her breaking down. Like, you see her slowly losing her mind. And by the end of part two, she just can't take it anymore. She's just like, she left Dina and her family on the farm she was living a good life she could have she could have retired man she could have let it all yeah she and then she had a ptsd and she started tripping and then she was like you know what i gotta kill abby and dina was like bitch are you serious like what i thought we got over that (laughs) yeah man i i kind of you know and i kind of wish there was a a better way to you know, because you ask yourself, right? Like, what do you tell someone who's that hell bent on revenge? Like, you know, what if that was you? Like, what would I tell a friend of mine, or what would I tell? You know, what would someone try to tell me to calm me down from that, following that dark path? You know, and I don't know if there's a right answer. And that's what I well, love Dina about the game, personally. The right yeah, I think she did. Dina, like in the beginning, when she, when 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 Ellie told her about her pretty much about her revenge plot and Dina was just like all right well I'm not going to be able to talk you out of this so I'm just going to go with you right and I thought that was like insane because I'm like you know they haven't even really been in love that long like they haven't even been together that long and she just like well you know I'm just going to go with you you know what I wonder I wonder if she knew she was pregnant then or she found out while they were or she Kind of um, put she it together in the game i believe she said they um she kind of found out when they were on the road she didn't know oh, okay yeah it's in the game i can't remember what part it's, okay actually yeah. it's on the part where she first says that she's oh pregnant. yeah you're right you're right you're right okay but yeah but man she, said she I, thought she was just sick or something I, 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 oh I that is true yeah when she first kind of like starts collapsing um, but yeah, like I, you know, I'm I'm of the mind right now that I don't know if I'll play this game again. I don't know if I can emotionally. I already started. I see, and yeah, I remember you telling me that. Like, if I play this game again, it's gonna be a long time for now, man. Like, I need to, I need distance emotionally away from this heavy, heavy game that I've played, man. Um, and I recommend anybody who is interested, if you guys are listening, and just have been curious you know i recommend the game um i know it's not once again i know it's not popular public opinion but you know this is definitely one of the best games i've ever played in my entire life um i don't know if i put it in my top 10 though that's another discussion for another day but oh it can go in mine but I would have to sit down and reevaluate my top. Yeah, and probably that, go that, up that's and much a, discussion and, and hard talks, you know, to have story but. games as far as because I, I love story driven games. And this game is I don't know if they had like psychologists on the set of when this game was being created to make it so heavy feeling yeah. like. Yeah. Because you really start to put yourself in these character shoes, like, yo, like, damn, would, what would I, I do? I, this? Yeah, what would I do? Would All I right. kill this person? <laughs> would I just off this person so easily? Like, it's a tough thing, man. It's, just, it's a tough thing, like this. Because you start to feel really sorry for everybody involved after a while. You're yeah, just like, you do. Man, you I do. just want this to end. Why is Ellie doing this? Stop it, Ellie! <laughs> you don't need to keep going. And she, and then what you don't understand is the physical way she looks. No one notices that. In the beginning of the game, she's not this dusty. By the end of the game, she's missing fingers. She's beat up. That part really got me when she couldn't couldn't play the guitar. guitar Yeah, the the guitar that Joel gave her that that kind of fucked with me a little bit. It's like yes, yes, Chad. She's missing 
fingers. Her fingers got yeah, bit she, off. She, okay? She's missing two two fingers, man. <laughs> Let's just say Abby likes smoky links, all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Abby said, I like to eat fingers. Oh, man. I, I've been hanging on this uh this wooden post. I need something to eat. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man. But yeah, all in all, man, I I recommend the game. I'm sure DC does shares the same sentiments. Um, even if you guys aren't a fan of Naughty Dog, man, just you you owe it to yourself. I think honestly, this is where we can expect triple slash quadruple A games, story based games to go not ne- not necessarily the dark the dark path, but just to look for the evolution in storytelling like you have in movies now where movies make you care for characters you know games are starting to do the same thing as well like i was not expecting the uh, yeah i was not expecting what i you know felt when i played this game but it's very highly recommended on my end man do you have any closing thoughts man yeah, what you want? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me throw some closing thoughts in there because I don't know if we're gonna do a part two to this vid or if the demand is down. there, we can. Okay, so let me throw this out here. How do you feel about Abby's buscular design? I thought it played well to her character. Um, you know, I know there's like memes and jokes story. out there, but I kind of feel like it kind of reinforces that she wanted to be strong enough to protect people and herself um, ever since her dad died. Like, she trained... I feel like there was a point where she trained her ass off for the the point where she runs into Joel, you know? Because if, you know... So you think... Think about it like this, right? You know, she wasn't in the hospital when he escaped, and Joel killed a lot of people in that hospital. (laughs) Like, he basically wiped out... One guy wiped out dozens of soldiers and doctors and you know she probably was like man this guy's fucking dangerous like i need to be ready you know like that's that's what i felt I mean, like, all she the was... words out of my mouth chat all <laughs> the words out of my you mouth. know yeah people we people making their jokes about our arms and stuff man sure sure but once again i feel like everything that naughty dog did in this game was very very intentional like even down to the to that granular detail like she she did that she trained her ass off because she knew um that she wanted to have her day of reckoning i don't have any more words because i mean once again you you said you said what i was thinking because i was arguing with people online nah, and i said I the same thing i was like you know if your dad gets popped she probably went into complete like she probably be doing like she went into Rocky like for training montage yeah. mode for years. That's what I really feel like. And I mean, you know, then it was just like the memes, and everybody wanted to talk about the sex scene, and I was like, but in the apocalypse, like I mean, people get lonely. Like these are real emotions. Like people, yeah, like, you, think yeah, people, people not have you, you won't know apocalypse. until you're in this situation, man. Like at the end of it all, you don't think right? she's gonna work out, and you know try to train her best to be prepared for the day she meets Joel. Think about it. The guy who like, once oh, again no, murdered an so entire cool. hospital full of people. You know, he... <laughs> That's why I was saying Joel was a shitbag. Like, he literally like, oh. killed <laughs> so for many people. <laughs> but he may have had yeah. uh, flashbacks of his daughter. Like, he was... Think about it. Joel was mentally messed up. Yeah. His daughter was killed in his arms. By the military. By the military, man. So when he was in the quarantine zones, you don't think that crossed his mind? Like, he probably was, you know. All these characters are deep, man. And if you play the game and get into the lure, it's it's so much to take in. Just don't look at it at surface level if you just start. No, man. You really got to start it. Like, if you look up the the, the backgrounds of these characters, you're like, oh. Yeah, man. But I'm I'm pro-Abby. I'm not going to talk y'all to death I, I, Abby. Abby's my girl. So yeah man girl, if you man. guys haven't played it man like I said definitely encourage you to do to do that um I'm sure this game's gonna get a PlayStation 5 port at some point in the next year or two um so we might revisit it then um like I said DC's playing it right now so if you guys 
want to explore, I guess, you know, the game with him. I'm not going to replay this game anytime soon. I can't mentally take the another The reason journey, why I'm doing but... that, though, is because they give you all – everything that you end on, you get when you play again. So Yeah, new game plus. Yeah, that is very and, true. That is very true. And yeah. I like to put bombs on humans when they're dead. So, like, when the other humans come to look at them, they explode, too. Look at I'm this just guy. weird. Look at this guy. <laughs> that's my strategy, man. I'm giving them tips, <laughs> But that's man. what you're supposed to do, man. That's it. Yeah, put them bombs on them dead bodies, bro. They're like, look, Anne, they got Anne. <laughs> they got Anne. they go running over like, hey. But, hey, one last thing, though. Man, those. Man, I could make a whole video of my, my, my. <laughs> events with the scarred all right this whistling <laughs> this forest of hell that i like to call you know it took me a while to get past that part bro really i think yeah, i was, I was having trouble the scars oh are easier God. to deal with than the wls what? Me, man they were man they was whooping my head because they don't have long-range weapons and i just i used the bow and arrow more than anything that was like probably my favorite weapon in the game honestly I think everyone gravitated toward the the bow and arrow, so I tried not to use it as much because oh, no, um, even that, in that shit is a one hit kill on the big brutes, bro. You shoot them right in his face, and yeah. it's quiet too. Yep, easy peasy, man. <laughs> but that's all I got, bro. I, yeah, I'm man. Just, I think I'm that's scarred. a. I think that's a good place to wrap up, man. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out, listening to the first. Uh, Weapon Forge um, series. This is something that we're, you know, we're trying like a new side series where we discuss things, not only doing deep dives on games, but, you know, we might break out and do other pop culture stuff if we feel, you know, if we feel like we have something cool to talk about. Um, you know, instead of just a regular episode, but um, yeah, man, check the game out if you guys haven't, man. Um, a few closing things, man. There is a official Super Weapon Podcast Twitter. Uh, make sure you guys follow that, man. There are some good things coming down the pipeline. I'm not going to say what, but there are some things coming that you're going to want to follow the Twitter for. The link will be in the description of the audio version. If you guys are watching in the chat, Hang around. We're going to jump on some Ghost of Tsushima. I can't say that word uh, unless I take my time. <laughs> but, Is um, Sush- I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Yeah, I believe I believe it's Ghost of Tsushima. But... So there's no T. That T is silent. Little T is silent. Yes. Yes. Uh, no T. Tsushima. Okay. But, um, yeah, man. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. You guys can find me on Twitter at Darius on Twitch. Instagram at Darius the Artist. I'm posting a little bit more on Instagram here and there. Um, and on Twitch, if you're listening to the audio version and not in the chat, I'm on Twitch at Darius the Artist as well, where we, where we record the podcast every Wednesday. I mean, not every Wednesday, every Sunday. The audio, ver- audio version is released every Wednesday. Um, DC, where can the good people find you, my dude? Hey, well... We've overran our talking time, so no list of shout shout outs today, but you can reach me at 1LDC on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to talk to me, I'm a little more active on my um, Twitter account, so come on over, guys. Let's talk, talk about some video games, and that's about it, my man. Just... Blessings to everyone. Thanks for supporting the pod and thanks for supporting the stream and all that good stuff. We appreciate you. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. That's going to be the end of the very first Weapon Forge, and we will see y'all later. Peace. Peace.